Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Money FM 89.3, it is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Dank together with Ziaul Raushan. And today, a topic that uh, we've been discussing a lot off air. We're quite passionate about it, uh, especially since it's so nice to see this football team win their first title in uh, just over 30 years. Yeah, it's, it's a momentous occasion for a team like Napoli to be winning the title, especially when you consider Diego Maradona, his legacy, Argentina winning the World Cup, and then Napoli, a team Maradona once famously played for, yeah. going on to complete that 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 fairy tale almost right it, it's a great story yeah they don't even have the number 10 in this team for obvious reasons uh, and oh man what a beautiful story we, we've seen the scenes celebration wise but you can't help but look at the situation uh, you know with some of the key players like uh, Victor Osimhen and the statements he's making you start to read between the lines and we're asking the question today Raushan is Napoli in danger of becoming the next Leicester City yeah I think long Longevity is the is the buzzword when you look at this, right? We've seen Leicester City come in, win a title one-off and then almost fade into the oblivion. So we're wondering if Napoli might head down that same route or is this the start of a dynasty, hopefully, for those who are of a Napoli persuasion? We welcome back a very good friend of ours, a great football writer. His name is Kaustip Pandey, who's the editor-in-chief at Get Italian Football News. Kaustip, how are you doing? Quite good. Thanks for having me again. Uh, I guess to start us off, uh, just to set the tone a bit, uh, what was your initial reaction seeing Napoli win the title? I know it was a couple of weeks coming, but you know to see it actually happen. Your thoughts? I mean, it was probably one of the best moments I've seen while covering Italian football. And I think not just in football, but I think in football in general, uh, or I think in sports in general, because of what it means to someone like Diego Maradona, who handed a city like Naples an identity through football when he was playing there. Um, and the fact that this is the same season when Argentina has also won the World Cup as well. So it means something to one of the greatest sportsmen ever. And secondly, I think it means a lot to a city for which football's given them an identity, the people of Naples, because it's a city in the south of Italy which um, hasn't won the league since the 1990s. And when Maradona did it, um, he changed the landscape of how football was viewed in Italy because there had never been an been uh, an Italian champion from the south of Italy for ages, and the people in the south of Italy were looked down upon. Mm. Um, they were seen as outsiders. They were seen as um, evil, essentially mm-hmm. back then. Although it's changed a fair bit now, but that's somewhat still the case. So Maradona changed that dynamic completely by giving that city an identity, and football means everything to them. Um, and I think. Purely for that, it's it's it was a magical moment, and to see um, the people of Naples celebrate like that, I mean, it was probably for me, I mean, personally, moment of the season. Yeah, it's certainly the party. If Naples, if there's any country that knows how to draw a city, rather that knows how to throw a party, is Naples, right? I've seen some immense videos. Uh, not to play party pooper here, but Kaustab, I have to ask you this. Elliot touched on it earlier in terms of this was a long time coming for Napoli this season, especially because they lead at such a canter. But I'm almost tempted to ask, was this Napoli being so good and winning the title or was it like relevant competition falling by the wayside? We've seen Juventus slap with bands. The two Milan clubs aren't at their pomp anymore. So was this a thing, uh, a situation where everything fell into place for Napoli or were they just too good? I think it's... A bit of both, because if you look at Italian football and how uh, Serie A champions have been over the last uh, 10 years or so, uh, 
they end up winning the league when they reach that 90 point mark uh, and that's that's when the season ends and napoli are currently on track to reach that but i would also say that um, the others have been quite uh, average in a way because uh, even if lazio were second in the league about 3 4 days ago they fell to third because juventus won their game and that's how it's been where um, you know people expected when the season started off people expected milan and inter to be you know challenging for the for, for the scudetto but we see them in a top four race and the top four race is turning out to be probably the best um, in the top five european leagues because we've got like four or five teams battling out for it so i think napoli have been helped by that but i think at the other end they've just blown teams away as well because there was a point uh halfway through the season where they were unbeaten and there was only i think a couple of games where they hadn't scored so that's that doesn't happen quite often either so i think it's a bit of both but i would still say that it's it's it was quite an achievement and the way they played and the way they um approached football was something that italian football hadn't seen for quite a while because it wasn't based on you know strict structures which is what italian football is often stereotypically associated to it was more about the players expressing themselves and being free in their roles so it was something quite fresh and i think it's a bit revolutionary as well uh castelbao was in uh, naples just last year and from an economic point of view i think uh, napoli football club really needed this uh, the city really needs it tourism probably needs it Um, gone are the days of Dres Mertens, uh, Kulibali, who's left for Chelsea, Fabian Ruiz. Uh, remember this guy, Gonzalo Higuain, or even Edinson Cavani, Ezekiel Lavazzi. They're all not there. Now we're talking about uh, Kim Min Jae. We're talking about Victor Osimhen. Can the club hang on to these stars? Will these stars want to stay? I think at this point, it looks as if a couple of them should probably stay. Uh, I mean I mean at least a couple of them because it seems as if um Victor Osimhen seems likely to leave but when it comes to Quicha Quarachelia and Kim Minje they it seems as if they'll probably be leaving at mm. some point in the future and they'll be probably staying this summer but the, the sort of club that Napoli are uh, we've seen that they that they are they're a club who are never hesitant on you know selling players and more than that they they are quite good at replacing them as well we saw them just this summer so I think till the time Aurelio De Laurentiis who's who's known to be the Italian Daniel Levy yeah. for a lot of different <laughs> reasons um he's he's a very hard negotiator we've seen that in a lot of interviews um and he's someone who doesn't back away till the time the suit, the, the potential suitors meet that particular price mm. um and we know that over time we've seen Premier League clubs come in for you know the, the, the italian uh, talents and the the the, the talents based in serie a so i think they won't hold on to them but it's a case of when they leave because i think osimhen mm-hmm. could probably leave this summer but when mm-hmm. it comes to as i said kim menje or kuicha kovacelia or maybe even someone like stanislav lobotka who's been vital for them this season um this might be too early um I think they they'll probably leave at some point in the future but they definitely will because we the way the club is going the direction in which they're going it seems as if they're planning for a sporting director a new sporting director who is great at selling players and replacing them so the signs are that they'll sell players on and then they'll sign some other lesser known undervalued stars and replace those current stars
Yeah, you can't fault Napoli's approach, especially when they have let go of lesser people and brought them brought in yeah. uh, cheaper talents and gone on to achieve so many things. Now, Kaustab, you went through the laundry list of players, right? Unfortunately, we live in an era where it's not just players who go for big money. Managers go for big money as well. And Luciano Spalletti, you talked about the football that Napoli play. is quite attractive. It's quite easy on the eye. There are going to be a fair few European clubs looking for a new manager. Is there any risk that Spalletti might feel, I'm never going to peak this, I might as well move on and seek a new challenge. I think there was a report in the Italian media a couple of days ago which stated that the relationship between Spalletti and De Laurentiis isn't great at this point. And it was stated that after that, during the Scudetto party, um, after they beat Fiorentina on Sunday, they didn't speak to each other, which is quite weird for, for a situation like that. So there are brief signals, I would say, that Spalletti, Spalletti can maybe leave. Um, and it was also reported in the Italian media that uh, Napoli already have a list of replacements in mind. And one of them is Antonio Conte and one of them is uh, Brighton's Roberto De Serbi. So I think there is a chance. But for me, looking at those reports from the outside, it seems as if um, the misunderstanding is not a massive one. It's something which can be sorted out over the next few days. Uh, but I think since Napoli seem to be quite close to losing their sporting director, Cristiano Gintoli, uh, it won't be a surprise to see a managerial change there. Um, although it would be a blow for Napoli, but I think it would be a stylistic change, which, I mean, stylistic change across the board. And across the board, I mean, even from the sporting director's uh, point of view as well. But I think, for me, there's it's likely that Spalletti stays there. And I think clubs out there will be, will be looking at him definitely because... As I said, the football that he's um, used at Napoli has been revolutionary and he's someone who lo- who loves to um, create systems that suit players instead of imposing a, an external system onto his team, which is not quite seen in European football these days. You, you have managers like Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp himself who like to impose fresh systems onto a set of players. Spalletti is probably the opposite, where he looks at the strengths of... Uh, particular players in the squad and imposes a new system on the basis of their strengths, which is which is quite a good way of managing as well and which is quite different in Italian football. Uh, so I think clubs will definitely be looking at him. But as of now, for me, it seems as if it's likely that he stays. But as I said, you can't rule anything out considering what the reports are saying. Rausch, and I bet you a cup of coffee that uh, either Chelsea or Spurs might suddenly go for Spalletti. <laughs> Possibly Spurs, especially the way Kauster puts it, right? Yeah. In terms of him yeah. working with the tools that yeah. he has. It, it is uh, music to Spurs fans' ears. And if he's worked with the Italian Daniel Levy, why not go for the original? Uh, Kaustab, just a final question. And it really comes back to the topic that this is all based on. Is Napoli in danger of becoming the next Leicester City? And I suppose maybe one way of trying to tackle that is, which is the most important call? Gear. Sporting director, manager, or keeping their players? What's your opinion? I think it's probably the sporting director in this case because we know that Napoli um, have this habit of having this uh, glut of players uh, starting for them. I mean, this is not the case just for the Insignia Mertens mm-hmm. and Koulibaly era. This has been the case over the last decade. Is They had that um, combination of players such as Ezekiel Awedzi, Edinson Cavani, uh, Marek Hamšík was there as well. So mm. they've always had this glut of players in this team. Mm-hmm. And when Cristiano Gintoli has been there, they've constantly replaced those talents. And if Gintoli leaves, which seems quite likely now, he's probably heading to Juventus, 
um, the replacement is in mind that Napoli have comes from Empoli. And Empoli are the sort of club who have given a lot of Italian players, Italian national team players, uh, you know, the, the foundation to mm-hmm. go on and play and then move on to bigger clubs. And Giovanni Di Lorenzo himself is an example of that, the Napoli captain. So I think hiring someone like Pietro Accardi, the Napoli sporting director, is going to be a really smart move because he fits into what Napoli are as a club. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, Napoli don't hesitate selling players on uh, if the price is right. And Nakadi is someone who knows how that works as well. So it's a very natural succession um, where he's fitting into a structure which he is already familiar with from his time as at Empoli, were great at you know selling talents on. But I think it's more about a sporting director here because Napoli's success this season, specifically, I mean, one of the main reasons for their success is the fact that um, they managed to sign the right players to. Uh, you know, replace the replace their star players, and it's quite rare because you know they've been hundred percent successes. And in, and when it comes to recruitment in football, it's quite rare to have these hundred percent successes. And Napoli got it spot on. Um, so to have that policy in place once again, uh, and keeping that you know consistency and continuity going, I think it's important to have sporting writer like that in place. And I think Napoli are doing that. So I think. I won't say they'll be challenging for the title next season. I mean, mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if they do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's they'll be quite relevant in the next few years, especially if uh, they have the right sporting directors in place. Because we know, as I said, um, De Laurentiis has the same approach, uh, has had the same approach for years now. Uh, it's just about how the sporting director, sporting director comes in and sets that sets the tone for uh, for how recruitment is done. And I think they are on, on a quite safe track for now. All right. We've been speaking with Kanster Pandey, who is editor-in-chief at getfootballnewsitaly.com. You can go check out this article. It's a great article uh, titled Why Napoli's Scudetto Win Truly Matters to the Sport. Uh, Kanster, appreciate your time. You take care and have a great day ahead. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.